Yo, listen to this podcast, episode 150. I believe it's 150. I'm not even sure if I should call this 150, considering that George isn't uh, here right now. Uh, just real quick, like I said, we are probably going to start doing two to three episodes uh, together. And then I'll probably do like a few here, unless George wants to come to the crib or whatever. Um, so, you know, I want you to get used to this. But, you know, just to give everybody a heads up. When I do these solo episodes like this, you know, I'm looking for somebody to call in and talk to. So anybody who wants to call in, talk, conversate, go through some topics and stuff, hit me up and uh, we could definitely set that up uh, real quick. I appreciate everybody who likes, watches, subscribes, listens, shares and does all that. iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, Google Play Music, Stitcher. Uh, we're also on our own website, distinctus.com. You can listen to the podcast on there. Obviously, we're on YouTube for those who prefer to, uh, our visual listeners. Uh, we obviously, obviously appreciate the comments and everything. And, and I apologize for not commenting back on a lot of the comments that we've been getting lately. It's just really hard to like, you know, I try to do as much participation with conversation through social media. So a lot of the time I'm in the DMs talking to a lot of people answering a lot of questions, asking questions, you know, laughing at stuff, you know, whether it's on Twitter or um, Instagram. So a lot of times, you know, getting back to the comments on YouTube, a lot of the times I'm talking to the people that are commenting on YouTube on social media. So, you know, we're definitely a podcast that interacts with the listeners and we definitely appreciate every single one of you. And whatever you listen to us on, please review us on that. You know, that's definitely helpful. Uh, notice, you know, being in reviews and stuff. I mean, we had always a good amount of review actually a lot of reviews but uh you know notice them going up quite a bit and we definitely appreciate it you know it only takes a second you know we appreciate everybody who hits us up and tells us you know how much they appreciate it but you know there's there are ways that you can show us um by liking subscribe review thumbs up whatever you got to do uh, to do so last time i did an episode from my closet a lot of people Right off the bat, yo, you guys got to do a tour of the closet. Definitely, you know, back in the earlier days of the podcast, you know, Ryan was on, you know, we were buying sneakers left and right. You know, we couldn't be stopped. You know, sneakers are just flying in. Pickups were crazy. And, you know, that's just not necessarily our thing. But I did for this episode pull out a few of my favorite pairs. You know, I want to do that first and just talk about a couple of things that like you might not be able to see in the video, you might be able to see, I don't know, but I do think it's important that, you know, when you have a show like this or any other show you might have, whether it's on YouTube, whether it's on, you know, it's a podcast, whatever it might be, Instagram Live, whatever it might be, as sneakerheads, it's important to share knowledge that we have and stuff that we do on our own. Now, it's way different than it was back in the day. You know, sharing knowledge used to be, you know, uh, let everybody know before you would even cop something yourself. You know, sometimes, you know, you would get that information that something restocked and you didn't even move yet, you know, but you definitely told the homies, you know, so everybody could try to get on there as well. This is a little different. Showing you tips on, you know, maybe like a little bit how I take care of my the stuff that I use, you know, my some of my favorite sneakers. Um, I just go through real quick. So like, just real quick right off the bat. Um considering that Jordan ones are always in and yes we got breads we got royals we got reverse shattered backboards we have stuff like that but there are a lot of Jordan ones that are very very underrated that are forgotten 
And these are the ones that are some of my favorite. And I hate the fact that I forget about these ones. For everybody listening on iTunes and Spotify, and you're listening in your cars, you're listening on public transportation, you're listening on your free time, whatever you might be doing, this might be the time to check out our YouTube channel so you can visually see some of the sneakers I'm about to show and some of the things I'm talking about so you get an understanding of what I'm saying versus what I'm describing. So, real quick, journal ones are in. There are a lot of journal ones that are forgotten. I don't even remember most of the journal ones that I have until I look in the closet and start going through the boxes or reading some of the labels. A lot of the labels are very similar. Everything says red, sail, white, black. You know, they're all the same, same. So, you don't know what's what. The only way I can identify a lot of my journal ones is based off the box or if there's an AJKO after. A lot of people don't like AJKOs, but AJKOs are very, 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 very underrated. Um. So, real quick, uh, let me reach over real quick, so I didn't mean to get out of camera, but I'll be doing that a couple times. Gucci Ones. Uh, Gucci Ones are one of my favorite Jordan Ones of all time. Now, they did re-release Gucci Ones, I think 2014, maybe? I think it was 2014, maybe, but I'm... I, I have an awful memory. I could be wrong, but these are the OG original pair. The leather on this is crazy for those who care about the leather. I um, mean, we all do care about the leather, but this is crazy. The suede toe box is, I'm talking extreme butter with the velvet swoosh. This is olive green velvet swoosh, all right, with the velvet inside. Crazy. Like, these joints are very underrated with the multicolored laces. I think it only came with one set of laces back then. Um, but these are the OG pair. So these are the original Gucci ones that came out. Um, unless there was another pair prior, but I doubt it. Uh, but these are the red Gucci ones because there were a green and black pair that came out later on. Uh, you could see, I don't know if you can see on the camera, but on the tongue, it's cracked. You know, it's like dehydrated. It's, I've had these for so long. These are one of my favorite journal ones of all time. And I'm, you know, looking at these, like I definitely need to wear these a lot more. So. That's one of my favorite Jordan 1 sneakers of all time, you know, something that you don't see often. You don't see a lot of people on their IG timelines or anywhere posting what they wore today, and it's a Gucci 1. If you have Gucci 1s, bring them out. Another Jordan 1 that I have are an AJKO, actually. This is an AJKO that is often forgotten, and this is part of the Lux Pack. It was a Lux pack. It was a all black. It was a gray and a brown pair. They sat everywhere, you know. Um, and everybody appreciated them when they released, but wouldn't nobody buy them? You know, we would go into Nike Scottsdale, we would go into other stores and see them and be like, these joints are really nice, but we just wouldn't cop them. I believe George had the brown pair, maybe. He might still have them, but I don't think he ever wore them. I would think I, I've never seen anybody else that I've known personally or even been out that had the all black pair. This leather is, I mean, you can smell the leather from my hand. Like, that's how good it is. And it's an AJKO model, which, like, it's, like, thicker materials. There is, like, a little bit of canvas under it. Um, but these are some of the most high-quality sneakers ever. I mean, they're almost, they, the leather is so soft and smooth and the way they smell and feel are incredible. This is the only all black sneaker I have, you know, excluding obviously the Jordan emblem on the tongue, but this is, I think, I'm not sure, the only all black sneaker I own. Highly recommend this one. One of my favorites. 
uh, one thing on the podcast, you know, me and George, we always talk about, and this is amongst a lot of older sneakerheads, you know, OG sneakerheads, older sneakerheads, whatever you want to call us. Uh, we talk about a lot of the stuff in the golden era, you know, back in the day and stuff. And um, for those who are new listeners, I always call retros that aren't exact retros, I call those replicas. So there's a lot of sneakers that, <clears throat> you know, there's a few sneakers that I have that, like, I personally love but it's hard to appreciate the retro when it's not done correctly um so one of them right the rodman the airshake indestruct this is the original pair from 96 uh, i believe it's 96 96 97 uh this is the original og pair you can see the fogged up bubble on it let me explain something to you about how you know when this is the original pair this color, the shoe isn't faded because it's old. It's supposed to look like this. This is the original color. It was a like really faded, ashy, black, nubuck suede, whatever this is. I remember when they first came out and the ads, the ads they were only showing were for the all white with the blue. Those were the only ones in magazines. We had only seen Rodman playing. In the black, but you can never tell on TV what the actual black looked like. We saw him playing in the white and red, and we saw him playing in the white and blue a few times. So when the black came out, I remember the white and blues came out. All the girls had them in seventh grade. So I really wasn't feeling that much because they did have, you know, a little bit of a feminine look. That's changed now, but back then it did. And I think way back then, when I think back to going to school, high school, elementary school, middle school, I think whatever sneaker that the ladies dominated first, it kind of became theirs. You know, the only one that I could think of with an exception, obviously, were all Jordans and Iverson questions. A lot of women in California Bay Area had questions. I mean, it was just without a doubt. One, because every single girl loved Iverson. They thought he was... Anyways, and... The shoe itself was just dope. And the questions are one of the shoes that have always looked fire on females because of just the setup and how it was back then. The Rodman, when it retroed this year, Airshack and Destruct, it came out jet black, like black, black. And I was like, nope, not interested in it because that's not what it was supposed to be. The Indestruct line from Nike always had that same pattern grip, that DRC uh insignia the sorry not insignia acronym on the bottom it always had that rough playground edge to it that feel so the color to it back then you really couldn't appreciate it because they looked ashy you know but in retrospect you're like dang you know, these joints were work boots these were like rod epitome of rodman working hard playing hard doing all the dirty work it was a dirty work shoe this is an original 96 i love this shoe like i still wear this shoe every once in a while i won't get the retro i might get the white red retro one day and they're definitely cheap enough right now which is funny because this is a prime example like this shoe and we've talked about it before on this podcast george and i this is a prime example of a shoe where you think you needed to retro again. It didn't need to retro again. And there's still sneakers out there where we're like, yo, I need this. We don't need it. Like, I do find that Nike in that aspect, they either take a really long time to do it or they never do it at all. Because they do take some sort of uh, consideration into, is this even worth it? 
Um, now, you might not believe that on a lot of other things that they create, but this was one of the shoes that they really didn't need to retro. Um, and if they did, they definitely didn't need as much colors as they, they came out with. I was on eBay the other day just looking, just taking a look, and there were colors to the Air Shake I hadn't seen yet, but I had never seen before. Some with patent leather, and I don't mean the retros with patent leather. These were like some newer models with patent leather. I'm sorry, not newer models, the newest model with patent leather around the swoosh and, and whatnot, but you can't go wrong with the OG like that. So, you know, I think it's important that when we talk about the OG sneakers and back in the day and retros and all that, that I, I find it important that I own some of these classics, some of these retros. <clears throat> Because um, I have no problem buying sneakers that I can't wear, you know, just for the nostalgia aspect of it. I have plenty of sneakers in here that are newer, newer stuff that are DS. So I probably will never, ever wear them. So I look at it as, you know, I might as well have something that I actually love and can relate, like remember something by. And whether I can wear it or not. But, you know, it's mine. I'll never get rid of this. This will always be in my closet. Uh, another one. Uh, this is a Air Max Tailwind 3. So this is an OG. Uh, and this is one of my favorite models growing up, you know, in the Air Max line. Um, let me actually show you the box. So this one isn't, I have the box for this, but this is the same box. But this is the brown box. A lot of people don't remember this brown-orange box, where it was like a construction-looking box. A lot of people remember the orange box. You remember, obviously, the current boxes now. Um, but they, at one point, had these really thick, heavy construction Nike boxes um, that they used to use to put sneakers in. I have the original box to this. It's just over there, and I'm going to get up and go get it. But this right here is what I would describe as... You know, an aspect of where I get frustrated with Nike in the sense of they're not celebrating or bringing back these Air Maxes. A lot of people, they get their mindset stuck on the Air Max 1 and the 90 and 95 and, you know, 97, 98s now. But there are a lot of other Air Maxes out there that get no appreciation. Oh my gosh, the paint is coming off in my hand. It's, uh, oh my goodness, it actually is. Um... But these are sneakers that, you know, when I think of Air Max Day, I mean, look at this. It has the, the Air Max, you know, the yellow air bubbles, or, you know, because it's so old. Like, this is what I look back and say, man, an Air Max Day is coming up. This is what we should be celebrating. Something new, you know, bring back a classic model, you know, throw some materials on it, throw some dope colorways on it, and let's celebrate that way. But instead of going that route, we're getting a... Jordan 3 Tinker that looks like an Air Max 1. I don't understand decision making like that. And I am in no means anybody of any importance. I do a sneaker podcast with my co-host George. And we discuss sneakers and topics every single week. So my opinion is strictly my opinion. But in having a conversation with Rich Mays this morning on Twitter... You know, he was saying that if it was executed a lot better, we wouldn't be having conversation about whether it was trash or not. And that may be so, but bringing out a Jordan sneaker to celebrate Air Max Day because it 
resembles they made it resemble an air max is insane like it doesn't make any sense if anything you if you really must incorporate jordan in the air max day which is another thing jordan brand doesn't have to be involved with everything you don't have to create a jordan for everything you can do so much more with nike's catalog of sneakers and creativity they've shown throughout the years everything doesn't have to be involving jordan brand but nevertheless it is if you're going to do something you want to include jordan brand on it bring a jordan model traits to an air max for air max day and you know people are arguing that well you know there's jordan 3 and the air max are tinker creations that may be but save that for tinker day then you want to you know showcase tinker stuff make a tinker day you know right now it's air max day showcase an air max this is an air max tailwind 3 like that, that means there was a two that means there's an original i have an original and i might have a two somewhere in here like celebrate these classic sneakers bring them back and, and bring them to the forefront like this stuff is in now and you're missing out these opportunities to share this type of like classic model with other consumers um nike sbs nike sbs have been coming back lately and you know george knows you know one of my favorite sbs is the nike sb hawaii uh, I have other SBs in here, Goofy Boys, you know, Bruce Springsteen's. I have the, you know, Bill Cosby's, Coogee Sweaters, whatever they are, you know, some Chinese New Year's. I have a, a f quite a few pair of SBs in here. But my all-time favorite SB, um, definitely my top three, top two, you know, obviously Winpigs Fly is included in that, but is the Nike SB Hawaii. I have no idea why George dislikes it so much. He says because it has patent leather on it. I have no idea where George's disdain for patent leather came from. Like, and and he and I are from the era of the pan the Concord. Like, you know, you you can you can dislike too much patent leather, but you can't hate patent leather. Like, it's just crazy. So Nike SB Hawaii, one of my absolute all time favorite. This pair is pretty beat because I have worn this over the years. Um. For SB heads and for those who might not know, you know, I remember like SBs, you know, when you were trying to sell them or, you know, describe them, you would describe how many stars were on the sole. I remember me and George would like look at descriptions on eBay and stuff like that. And it would say 50% stars. I had no idea what they meant. We had no idea. And then we actually looked at the bottom of the shoe and noticed around the edges. You probably can't see it on camera. The stars in the sole. And Yes, there are plenty of you guys are probably like, oh my gosh, how could you not know that? Look, man, we're learning every single day. We don't know everything. We might get on here and act like we know everything. We don't know everything. Um, but this is one of my favorite all time. I mean, the colorway is fire. I mean, you're talking about the red, the orange, the black with the patent leather, the thread, the suede with the red laces, the, the burgundy tongue. I mean, it's fire. It had the zoom air unit in it and it had the, you know, the, the uh, Hawaiian, you know, insignias and stuff inside i mean this is just the hawaiian flag in the back like one of my favorite nike sbs of all time i think it's a classic and looking at it right now i'm, I'm trying to figure out how i'm gonna put this on tomorrow so you might be seeing this um on ig tomorrow at some point uh but i definitely love that shoe another shoe a super classic to me um the nike air grudge a lot of people don't even know what that is a lot of people have never seen it 
Um, I had seen articles recently, actually not recently, but when the off-white um, blazers that came out, they were trying to say or wonder if Virgil got his inspiration for the blazers um, from this model. This is a classic model that came out when I was a, I believe, a sophomore in high school. Uh, I remember this one kid, Justin. I mean, one of the weirdest kids of all time. He was one of those kids that, like, he had to show you that it was okay to, like, eat a booger. It didn't matter how old we were. We were 14, 15, however old you are as a sophomore in high school. He was just that kid. Like, he just couldn't help. Like, his, his, his end to be cool with everybody was to, like, do gross stuff. I mean, it was just, just wouldn't grow up. Like, he was that kid that was, like, you know, at lunch mixing the pizza with the chocolate milk and, and whatever, eating it in front of everybody. Weird kid. Um, he had these. He was one of the only people that had these, and they were at Mervyn's, okay? And a lot of people don't, some of you listeners might not even know what Mervyn's is, all right? But Mervyn's used to be like a Mervyn's, Montgomery Ward, JCPenney. JCPenney's still around. Um, but they used to sell Jordan's, Nikes, and stuff like that. Not your basic stuff that you see in there right now. Like They used to sell some stuff that was fire. Concords, like Sean Kemp's. They used to sell some dope stuff. I remember Grudges being there, and they had the black and the white pair. And I remember I begged my mom for the black pair and i begged my mom for the black pair because they were only 64 dollars now i can't remember if that was the retail price or were they on sale then but they were so fire and even back then a lot of people did not like the giant swoosh on them this is one of my favorite sneakers of all time as well uh i constantly am searching for more of these if anybody who listens to this podcast know where i can get any more of these Please let me know because I'm PayPal ready. Like I absolutely love this shoe. It's air. It's a classic. It's two colors. All right. It has a little silver swoosh in the back, but it's two colors. It's white and black. It has the giant suede swoosh on the side. It has the shape is fire. These joints are perfect with jeans, with shorts. This is a classic Nike model. Like I love this model, and I'm hoping that they retro it. I definitely expect it to get retro pretty soon. Only because I've seen a few, there were some like SB Janoskis or another skate shoe where the swoosh was coming down like this and it was big. And I said, okay, if they're doing a few sneakers like that look similar to this, I expect uh, this to come back soon. Uh, Air Grudge. I believe it's Air Grudge. For some reason, my mind is telling me it's Air Grunge, but I think it's Air Grudge. Uh, I have found these on a few Japanese sites. I couldn't even tell you where I think I found this one. Um, and this one is kind of in pretty bad shape. Like the white is all cracked up. And I could probably have a homie or somebody, even on IG, who customized sneakers, repaint them for me. Uh, I just don't want to pay for it. But I love these. I, I still wear these every whenever chance I get. Uh, I try to limit myself with how much I wear them because I don't want, you know, to ruin them. Um, I don't want them to fall apart or anything like that. I can see like the sole separating a little bit. But uh, just a fire shoe. Like, I'm telling you, I know for a fact that this retroed and you put some new colorways to it and stuff like that, they would fly. People would want it. Like, it's a fly sneaker. Um, so, Air Grudge, that's one of my, you know, favorite sneakers of all time as well. I had another one I wanted to show. I had pulled out a few basketball joints. Uh, let me see if I can. Another one that I had pulled out. Uh, I don't know how it got way over there. 
like I said, we talk about how we used to wear basketball sneakers back in the day. There was a period in time where basketball sneakers were your shoes. You know, it didn't matter where you went. Like, you know, I remember like having the homies who used to wear their basketball sneakers to church. You know, basketball sneakers were it. All right. Um, Gary Payton's. I think these are Zoom GPs. Um, one of my favorite basketball sneakers of all time. Uh, you know, obviously the Seattle Supersonic Colors. You know, I lived in Oregon for a period of time, so I became a huge GP fan. Um, during that period of time, this shoe was extremely unique for its period. I remember when the zippers had came out on sneakers. You know, zippers, and even with the Rodmans tying on the side, there were certain things like, "Yo, that's crazy." But this having the and I'm not even sure. I want to say this is the only Nike sneaker, but I think there's like two other ones I could think of, and I'm just drawing a blank on them that had this ratchet technology. So it was like, I remember back in the day, there were like some British Knights or some type of shoe that had this commercial, like ratchet, you know, rack tech or something. And the whole point was like, you know, you, you put the piece in and you pull it and it makes the, the that sound, that like sound. Uh, this sneaker was extremely unique. Like, first of all, I used to hoop in a pair of these. I used to hoop in the blue ones. There was a blue, uh, navy blue suede and, and baby blue pair. Joints were fire. Used to hoop in those. One of the hardest shoes to hoop in ankle-wise. Everything else about the shoe was perfect. The base was wide. It was the ultimate point guard shoe. Like, it was just perfect the upper was a little hard because of how it folded over it did hurt the front of your ankle but it was very unique because it had the you know the little piece right here i don't know which camera is going to pick it up but like you just bend it in order to get it to tighten up oh my gosh these joints are so much fire and a lot of people didn't know like there was a period of time where nike was using these uh they called it the monkey paw and the monkey paw was on the gloves so when you unzip the glove and bend it over, it had the red little squiggly lines on the side. Those are called monkey paws by Nike, if you didn't know that. Uh, on the Zoom GP, this one, it had the monkey paw in here. So my friend's dad was a doctor. Scalpels just always around the house. I have no idea why. It's very dangerous when I think about it, but there was always scalpels around. So we had took the scalpel and cut the leather off right here to expose the monkey paw. So under this is a, I think it's neon green. Uh, monkey paw like if i'm pushing it hard enough you could probably see it on camera um that there's a plastic under there i haven't taken it off this because there's no more pairs of these out there i'm like I'm, i can't find any more of these so i don't want to like fully mess with the original uh aesthetic of the shoe unless i had more than one pair i believe they're retroing this year uh and you know what that means when it comes to nike when you retro something two things it's either going to be missing a lot of pieces it's not going to have this technology or it's not going to have the monkey paw it's going to be something completely different with it or they're just going to oversaturate and there's going to be so many versions of these that it's going to be like they're going to make you not like them anymore um but i think these were i'm gonna say 98 i believe one of my favorite basketball nike basketball sneakers of all time um, a lot of people, you know, you see posting the commercials and talking about back in the day. You know what? If you talk about back in the day a lot, I expect you to have some back in the day. Okay. And I don't mean, yes, we all got ones. We all got twelves. We all got this and that. But I want to see some back in the days. You know, I almost pulled out some, some classic Vince Carter shocks. And I don't mean the ones that retro. I mean, like some fives or 
fours, whatever Vince Carter's I have in here. Um, but yeah, appreciate that. You know, if you have, when you're a sneaker collector, having a lot of brand new sneakers, like, yo, I just copped these, and you don't wear them for like a year or two, you know what? Go ahead and cop something that you remember that means something and keep that joint on ice if you want. Like, whether you wear it or not, like, I got a, man, probably four or five different questions. All the original colorways, I have the reds, the blues, and, um, all blacks with the gold hexalite you know i'm gonna always have those because they're i'm not wearing them all right like you're not you're rare you might see me wear a question once every two years but um i enjoy having those because those were moments in life like if you really believe in that nostalgia that retro you're supposed to have a pair you can't pass on pairs you can't look at them you can't know that they're out there and not cop them so definitely, you know, get your retro game up if you're one of those OGs talking about it, be about it. Uh, pickups this week. Um, I'll save that for when I'm with George. You know, uh, there's a lot of stuff actually. Not necessarily a ton of stuff I want to talk about. Oh, you know what? Let me get back for a little bit. So I said that I would show a few other things like in my closet, and like I said, if you're on iTunes, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, Podbean, our website, whatever it is. This, you want to look at the YouTube video to see the shoes I've shown right now and also some of the things about the shoe right now. So, every single sneakerhead needs this, okay? Try to put it in the camera as much as I can. Right here, whatever, hope you can see it. Um, they're moisture eliminators, okay? I'm sharing some of my tips for my personal stuff that I, I do, okay? This is just personal tips for myself that I'm sharing with you. Maybe it does something, maybe it doesn't. But for me, it does something, and for the price of it, it's cheap. I go to the 99-cent store and get these moisture eliminators. I buy six of them every single year. They last, each one lasts about three months. I buy about five, six of them. And it takes the moisture out of the air. Now, when you buy stuff like this, you're like, ah, you know, you never know if it's really doing anything or if it's just one of those, I don't want to say placebos, but, you know, one of those things where it just makes you think something's happening and, you're perfectly fine with thinking it's doing something even though you don't know. No, no, no. I'm trying to show on the camera the water. You can see the water in this. It takes the water out of the air, the moisture out of the air, and it collects it in the bottom of this. In the bottom of this is all that water that it's collected for the few months I've had up in here. It takes away the smell and it takes away that water weight out of the air. My closet is right Outside this door behind me is, is the shower, the restroom. So you take hot showers and stuff, that steam, that moisture builds up, and it gets into the closet. <clears throat> you know, you can close the closet door all you want, but, you know, you forget a lot of times or it still gets in here. That moisture is in here. If you, I'm, I'm telling you, go to your 99 cent store. I got these at Family Tree, Dollar Tree. I don't know. They all have the same names. Go in there, grab one of these, put it in your sneaker closet for about 10 days. Look at the bottom of it. You'll see water at the bottom of it in just 10 days. It'll be a small amount. I've had this in here about 30 now. Has the charcoal in it. Like, this is this really works. This helps prevent your shoes from turning yellow. It helps your boxes. You know, a lot of boxes start getting weird because they start getting warped from what's in the air. This is just my opinion and stuff. But I'm telling you. Another thing, too, when it comes to sneakers, I always keep the tissue in the shoe. Now, a lot of other sneakerheads, they all, they might do that as well. 
Maybe a lot of sneakerheads love putting the shoe trees in them. Shoe trees don't do anything, okay? Shoe trees might keep the shape of your shoe or make the shoe go into a shape that you prefer or whatever like that. If you're not buying the wood shoe trees, they're not doing anything. If you're buying those plastic shoe trees from Ikea, that's cool. I'm telling you the reason why I keep the original paper for every single sneaker in here. And if I lose that paper, if that paper gets really worn or trash, I go to Michael's and I buy tissue paper as much as I can, ball it up, and I put it back in the shoe. That tissue paper that comes in shoes and stuff, my personal opinion, I don't even know if this is fact or not, but I'm telling you that it is for me. That tissue paper that comes in sneakers, that's what collects that moisture and the smell of your sneakers. That's how you keep your sneakers smelling good and, and the shape and the freshness because that paper soaks up that sweat, soaks up your oils, whatever from your feet and socks that day, and the smell. I'm telling you that's what it does. That's why when you wear sneakers so much, so we all had those sneakers where we did keep that paper in it. When you kept that paper in it, you kept taking it in, out, in, out, in, out, be in, out, in, out. You started to notice that that paper used to be a lot of paper, and now it's like this shrivel up. Looks like a used tissue you blew your nose in. That's because it's been hampered by, obviously, taking it in and out. But the moisture that it's soaking up from your shoe and all the oils and everything that it's getting from your foot out of the shoe from the being in there. I'm telling you, that's what that's for. So when you put your shoes back in your box, wrap them, put the, the tissue paper back in it. Like even for sneakers that I get rid of or I decide to turn in the beaters, I take that tissue out and I put it in a drawer because I might buy a used pair somewhere or buy a pre-owned pair and it doesn't have it. I got tissue on, on deck. And if I don't got it on deck, I go to the Michaels and get a, a thing of like a pack of 24 toy, toy tissue paper. Not toilet paper, tissue paper. Not tissue like Kleenex, tissue paper, like art tissue paper. You know, that stuff your kids use and they try to make flowers and stuff. Tissue paper, art supply tissue paper. Put that in your shoe. It sucks with that moisture. Your shoes won't smell. Period. I'm telling you, it absolutely works. Uh, another thing that I do is, I don't know if you can see this on camera, and they're probably going to get mad that I say this. Um, they probably don't listen anyway, so it <laughs> doesn't matter. Uh, antidote spray i'm sure you guys have seen them on social media i think their page is like soul science or um, something like that um and they have a lot of scents you know this one right here is watermelon <laughs> racist i'm joking um smells phenomenal this goes back to what i was saying about the tissue paper in the shoe they're and i'm not trying to say anything bad about their company because i use this i don't use this for what they are selling it for they're selling this for to make your shoes smell fresh. Now, the way I tested something like this to if my shoes smell fresh, Antidote Premium Spray, the way I tested it was on my gym shoes. Okay. My gym shoes are, I wear those barefoot because they're fly knit, whatever those are. You can't fit socks in those. They're, they're made to wear barefoot. So they smell bad. I said, if these make my gym shoes smell good, all oh, this stuff is, is legit. Not saying that it doesn't make your sneakers smell good, but eliminating odor and that sweat and oils comes from putting that tissue in the box. I use this. You know what I use this on? On my hats. All my hats are back here. I spray my hats with this. Arizona, uh, just in general, when you wear your hats, they just smell on your head. Like, they just get a weird smell. And as you get older, you know, you sweat in your hat and stuff like that. They just always smell. You leave your hat in the car for a long period of time, 
Lord have mercy. I don't even know why. I don't even know why is it that your hat smells crazy when you leave it in the heat in the car. It just does. Like, I remember I've had baseball hats I left in the back seat in my high school, college days. They smelled so bad, I had to throw them in the trunk. I was like, when you can smell your hat in the back seat from driving, you either got a mad, stinky head or whatever. We live in Arizona, so it gets up to 120 sometimes. So everything smells crazy around here. But I use this in my hats. So you ever see them on social media? You know, Soul Science, Antidote, Shoe Spray. I'm sure there's some people that represent them on YouTube or influencers or whatever. Yo, buy this for your hats. Like, mine's almost empty. I spray this in my hat. Two spray in the hats. Wave that joint out. Hat be smelling fresh. I don't know what that was that dropped. Not easy recording in the closet. Shout out to those who do this on a regular basis. Lord. Uh, but spray them in your hats. Antidote spray. Uh, also, back here, you see Rejuvenator Shoe Kit. Look, Rejuvenator Shoe Kit. I think you can see it. This is a special sneak. This podcast edition. Um, I mean, I, I, I call it the best shoe cleaner because it's the only one I know. So, uh, early on, we started the podcast. They gave us a few kits. It's the only one I've ever used and it works. So, um, this isn't to say that other ones don't work. It's just the one that works for us. Like it works for me. George uses it. I use it. Um, like I said, we're older sneakerheads, so our shoes ain't out here getting filthy, but whenever we do need it, I use it on my kids' shoes all the time. It works. This isn't saying that other brands don't work. This is the only one I've ever tried. So I've never tried Crep or Jason Mark or any of those. I have Jason Mark in here somewhere. I saying those don't work, but this one works for me, so I use it. So if I would continue to buy the product, I would just buy that. And it's a local one for Arizona, so I would definitely do that just to support them. Real quick, shout out to Mike Thorpe. Uh, somebody I talked to on Twitter, you know, he... And, you know, I want to give him a shout out because he definitely is somebody who always supports the podcast. And there's a lot of you out there who support the podcast, and I appreciate it. And I probably never have said your name on the podcast or shouted you out. But I, I definitely appreciate you like I do. And I apologize if I don't remember or say everybody's name. But Mike Thorpe is somebody on Twitter who, behind the scenes, like, really tried to put in good words with us with uh, certain companies. And I, I really appreciate that, you know. Um, whether anything ever comes out of it or not, you know, it's just the fact that somebody who knows people personally in other companies or has any type of pool or influence or something elsewhere, and they look at your product that you're providing and they see something in it special to where they're like confident enough to go ahead and tell somebody else about it. And hey, take a look at these guys. Hey, whatever. I appreciate that. Like, that's, you know, somebody putting their neck out on the line saying, like, man, I support this. You know, you guys should check it out. Definitely shout out to Mike Thorpe. And shout out to um Adrian Bodie Body. I'm not sure what it is. B-O-D-Y. Uh, he's a listener out of uh, <coughs> Texas. You know, he's a teacher. Homie I started talking to. Super cool dude. You know, I just, you know, I just want to give him a shout out. You know, I appreciate brand new listeners who, um... You know, I chit-chat with, you know, in DMs or whatever, and uh, I just want to give him a shout-out. You know, he's been binge-watching. You know, it's always dope. You know, and Mike does the same thing. It's always dope when somebody's like, yo, I just got done with episode 74. And I'm like, ugh. You know, it makes you a little cringe because, one, because <laughs> the podcast was so different back then. One. Two. The, the, everything gets better. Like, our podcast from day one has always been high quality. But when you go back to listen to episode one, it sounds awful. 
but it still sounded light years better than everybody else's show or podcast at the time. Uh, so I definitely appreciate them. So shout out to them. Hopefully uh, they listen and uh, appreciate that. So this week, uh, try to talk about this without, you know, I don't want to say getting mad or whatever, but, you know, I want to be able to make my point about this. Um, PJ Tucker. So a lot of you saw on social media, you know, it actually got quite a bit of steam um, on our page. Uh, actually, make my phone real quick. So PJ Tucker, uh, and everybody knows PJ Tucker as, you know, plays for the Houston Rockets, played for multiple teams. And, uh, you know, he wears his sneakers on court. You know, he wears a lot of high-end, expensive, rare sneakers on court. And uh, this week, I read two interviews from him. Uh, one that was conducted by uh, Bleacher Report Kicks, BR Kicks, and then one that was done by Esquire Magazine. Now, obviously, this is before we even had the podcast. You know, I've always given, you know, and I'm not, you know, Yes, it's it's being a jerk, you know, but it's more, I'll talk about that, you know, about Peter Tucker giving Peter Tucker a hard time. But, so, uh, BR kicks the post to this thing, and it's PJ Tucker giving his opinion on the culture or the community, the sneaker community. And it, it really bothered me, and it bothered a lot of people, um, because earlier prior he had did a podcast or an interview or something, and he was talking about how he spent 30000 on a single pair of sneakers. So I'm just going to real quick read what I had posted on uh, IG for those who may not have caught it and those who are driving and listening or whatever. But, you know, it says it's a lot of corny stuff in the sneaker game. It's like OG rap game versus new guys. That's the sneaker game in essence. It's the exact same thing, man. Yeah, I rock with new dudes, but old school rap is where it's at. Now, there was a lot more involved in that interview and as well as the interview with Esquire. I encourage everyone to go read both. Just type in P.J. Tucker Esquire magazine, P.J. Tucker BR Kicks, Sneaker Culture, whatever it might be. Here's the problem that I have with something like this. You can't have an opinion on a community and a culture when you're so far removed. Now, on our post, there was somebody, I can't remember who it was, that said that they grew up with P.J. Tucker and he's always been a sneakerhead. That may be very well. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that P.J. Tucker's not a sneakerhead, he doesn't love sneakers, etc. P.J. Tucker is just too far removed from the community and the culture to have an opinion about it. Everyone's entitled to having an opinion, but you can't put your description and what you find what's wrong with the community and what's bad about it. Even in one of the articles, I think it's the Esquire one, might be the Bleacher Report one, he discussed how he doesn't even want to wear off-white anymore. He doesn't wear any of his off-white sneakers anymore because there's just so much hype behind it. One, hype and rare and all that is literally what you display for the public to see nobody hoops and he's hooped in sneakers that have been valued up to twenty thousand dollars maybe even more so don't explain don't, don't tell me about how you're sick of the hype and this and that we're out here we're regular sneakerheads. 
when I knew that tides were really turning and how difficult it was being of the culture and in the community as a regular person. All right. There, there's PJ Tucker, who is a part of the elite Republican elitist sneakerhead group. Okay. That's the ones that are sitting on their high pedestal, but they look down on everybody else. Okay. We're still out here taking L's. Okay. Like, we're taking L's as regular people. So, essentially, and I'm not going to say a large majority, but majority of people that take L's, losses, L's, whatever you want to call it. I don't like saying L's, but everyone knows what I'm talking about when I say it. When everyone takes an L on Sneakers app, Foot Locker, East Bay, whatever outlet they use to try to buy sneakers, when they lose, they lose. Okay. Now, they have the option to go to a StockX, a GOAT, wherever else, and buy whatever they want at a premium price. But for us regular people, that's not as easy as somebody who just did an interview talking about they spent 30000 on a single pair. Okay? Me, myself, personally. Like, being, like looking down on individuals. So basically he's saying, you know, people want to wear Off-White because of how expensive it is and how hyped it is and it makes... Yeah, that's that's just the way it is. Like you don't just bring out you you hoop in the hype. You hoop in the hype stuff on the court. Like if you think you're trying to make a point, like oh I hooped in my fear of gods, you're not making a point. You're just it's self, um, you know self not preservation whatever it is. Like you're you're doing it for yourself. You're not trying to like teach us a lesson. So don't look down at us at regular individuals who want to have something that is special and rare i'm I, I'm that's cool that it's easy for you to acquire anything you want based off the wealth you've accumulated from working hard at your job all right you've earned the right to make the money you do and pay whatever you want for sneakers but you can't sit there and look down on us for wanting to to have the dopest hype Virgil release or something fear of God or, or, or you know or, or whatever it might be or stuff that's limited don't look down on us like that like he was once of us he was younger he told a story about skipping school to buy concords and stuff like that of course so he, he was amongst us at one point but now you're at another level of something when you take a loss you don't care and this is from your own interview I don't care how much it costs. I don't care how rare it is. Whatever. You'll go above and beyond to get something. For us, sometimes Snakers app, East Bay, Foot Locker, Finish Line is where it ends for us. So don't input your opinion on how we act and how the culture has changed, blah, blah, blah. No, you're not of the culture right now. You're not. Because being of the culture means you have to. And in the article, he talked about how hard he has to work to get some of these sneakers. That may be your hard is work pause is different than ours, okay? Ours is way more asinine <coughs> than you having to find somebody who's willing to sell to you. Somebody's always going to sell to you um, based off of it being PJ Tucker. Now, that's not fair to you. You know, you make a lot of money that they're going to upcharge you. But if you're willing to pay it, you're willing to pay it. And you've been shown to willing to pay it. Me coming to Arizona, I don't want to say raised on the south side of Phoenix, but, you know, high school, everything on the south side of Phoenix. For those who don't know, who don't live in Arizona, 
out of state. South side of Phoenix, and I don't want to call it the hood because South side of Phoenix is beautiful to me. But in the state of Arizona, South side of Phoenix is looked down upon by the surrounding areas as being the hood, as being, you know, it's the lower income of the state of Arizona and so forth. Now it's being, you know, gentrified and built back up and stuff like that. But essentially the South side will get blamed for everything. It doesn't matter what it is. Um, me, that's like old stomping grounds all for high school, you know, parties, you know, back in the day, high school, college and stuff like that. Um, as I got older, had kids, you know, became, you know, done great in life. We moved out. We, we left the South side. We went somewhere far, far West, super duper nice, super duper quiet and is not, you know, looked at how the South side is looked at. It's looked at as very, very nice where I live. I might go to the South side once, maybe twice a month. It's rare. I don't have, besides my grandparents being there, you know, having kids and a wife and stuff like that, you don't have a lot of time. You try to make as much time as you can to go back, but you really don't. So I don't go back enough to look down on the South side and tell them what they need to do and what needs to happen to improve this area and what needs to be done. I don't go back enough. PJ Tucker isn't out here, you know, getting raffle tickets. PJ Tucker isn't out here, you know, calling stores if they're going to get something. PJ Tucker isn't out here doing online raffles. Like, PJ Tucker is not doing any of this. So you don't get to talk about what the community is doing and how corny it is and, you know, this, the old and the new guy. Like, who are these young guys you talking about? Like, you can't possibly be talking about the same young cats that we complain about. Like, if, if PJ Tucker is sitting there complaining about young sneakerheads that you know, he talked about it, you know, people, you know, camping outside and, you know, stuff like that to, to flip them. Bruh, that has nothing to do with you. That's not even your world. So for you to even act like or have input on somebody doing something that is not even, it's not even in your stratosphere of life, okay? Like, come on, like, stop it. Because if you're at the point to where you're willing to pay, if you've gotten to the point to where you're willing to pay $1,000 for sneakers, you're not even moving when a sneaker drops, all right, that period, if I can pay, if, if I, can, there are sneakers right now, me, George and Ryan talk about all the time, there are some sneakers that like sell for 50, 60 over retail, I don't even feel like waking up trying for them, I'm willing to pay the, I don't feel like getting in the car to go get it or raffle ticket, I'm willing to pay that extra 50 or 60 dollars just to get it off goat and that may be, and that's fine with me, like, okay, cool, I'm, I'm getting that, I'm not leaving the house, I'm not doing nothing. But when if I had the ability to say like, oh, it'd probably be five hundred bucks, I'd probably do the same thing. So I know he's doing the same thing. My thing is, don't when somebody PJ Tucker, we want to know what you got in your collection. We want to know how you got it. We want to know where you got it. We want to know how many you have. We want to know the basics of something. We want to know what you're looking for, what you don't have. We want to know that type of stuff. I don't want to know your view on something you're not a part of anymore you were just a um uh, uh, uh i don't even want to say an investor you're like a buy-in like you're just a buy-in member now it's like hmm and i'm sorry but that's just the way it is and i got nothing for you just don't don't sit there and and add your two cents into something aware that you're not out here uh working for it you know um 
you know, and, and, and then going back, you know, look, we poke fun at PJ Tucker all the time. <laughs> we do. And when I poke, and I hate that, because let me tell you something. PJ Tucker seems like a nice guy, seems like a great father from what you can see on social media. From what I know, now I've heard some stories, but I don't believe in a lot of third-hand stuff and stuff. From what I can see from the outside looking, and he seems like a decent, good, hard-working person. Now, I hate that P.J. Tucker is collateral damage to what the points that I try to make, okay? I get on P.J. Tucker stats. Sorry, I want to check the camera. I get on P.J. Tucker stats. <laughs> I get on P.J. Tucker, you know, as being a below-average player. Um, I get on him about that because... It's my way of going at the blog, the publication for this, because there are a lot of people out here doing some great things and, and, and great stuff. And the fascination of PJ Tucker being like, quote unquote, by BR Kicks, the king on the court, sneaker court, whatever, is crazy to me because. P.J. Tucker isn't even, his basketball play isn't even close to being up to par like other players. Now, a lot of people like to say, oh, he plays crazy defense. That's cool, man. But, you know, honestly, that might be a little low-key overrated as well. But these blogs and these sneaker publications that just over, they, 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 they overdo it. Like... There, there's a there's specific PJ Tucker watch, you know, to see what he's wearing and what he does. And you know what's corny, PJ Tucker. What's corny is wearing something and then holding your sneakers in your hand when you walk to the tunnel. You're doing that to be taken pictures of. I don't see any other athletes holding their 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 game shoes in their hands. What's corny is changing your shoes three to four times a game. Like, that's ridiculous, and I'm sorry, and I said this a long time ago. If I was your coach, and every time we go in the locker room, and you go to the bench, you change shoes, I'm going to get your head in the game, man. Like, it's just, it's, it's ridiculous. But these publications, they care about that. They, they love that. They don't care that he's not one of the best at his job. Now, he's one of the best basketball players in the world. You know, you in the NBA, you're one of the best in the world. That's just period. But it's just oversaturated with, like, PJ Tucker sneaker watching this and that. I, I can't stand it. And it's all about what it is and what he's hooping in and the fascination of it. I clicked on the ESPN app and, you know, I clicked on PJ Tucker, the player, like, you know, got his biography, stats, whatever, you know, his height, all that stuff. And all the news and analysis was on him was what he wore. What did PJ Tucker wear this week? Who's best dressed? Who's the sneaker king this week? That was his analysis. Now, I thought, okay, maybe that's generic. Maybe if I click on another athlete, it'll have the exact same thing. I clicked on Harden. You know, Harden's, you know, been playing lights out. Harden's averaging this. It was about basketball. And I'm like, dude, if it doesn't make you feel a certain way that nobody is talking about your basketball, that's corny to me. I mean, like, even, like, sneaker shopping. Like... When, whenever sneaker shopping episodes come out, 
it's proof in how the show is put out on social media that it's not about necessarily the sneakers. Like this, okay, this is how I put it. When somebody comes on sneaker shopping and they actually know their stuff and their knowledge and they're like this and that and they know the the names and the terms and they, the years and they really know their stuff, it's shocking to us. Like I mean, certain people message. Like, mm, he actually knew his stuff. Hmm, not a bad episode. He knew his stuff. But do you know how it's advertised? It's tweeted out. It's IG put out. It's whatever they have. They put it out. So-and-so sneaker shopping featuring so-and-so drops 10K. But what does it matter if he dropped 10K? The, the sneaker shopping. Now, I know he's sneaker shopping. And maybe I look at the show differently than what it's supposed to be. I look at the show as like, oh, shoot, sneakers, knowledge. Let's get some stories from you. Cool. I don't care about the 10K. I don't care if a person goes on the show and they talk about sneakers and what they love and what they do and how they like it. And they walk out with a pair of uh, Air Force One Highs for $100. I, I, I don't care about that. And see, they've turned the show into like, let's just see how much somebody spent. Because that's what matters to them. You see a rapper go in there and they spend 15000 Then you see an actor go in there and spend 50000 40000 whatever it might be on some sneakers. It's, it's, it's like, oh, that's what the show's about. It's not about whether he knew anything or not. Like, these people get on here, they know nothing. But he dropped 22000 Alright. If that's what y'all care about, cool. Like, you might as well call it something different. Don't call it, well, I guess sneaker shopping is fine. I might be looking at this way too deep, but, you know, it is what it is. And, uh, you know, there's nothing I can do about it. All I can do is to give my opinion on it, talk about it. Uh, it was funny that somebody had hit me up and they asked me and they said, um, and I think it was a new listener. You know, a lot of new listeners, you know, that's the one thing with having a show like this. And this is other shows out there probably attest to the same thing. We've talked about literally everything. There's a lot of stuff that you could you can pretty much bet your money on that we've already talked about. You know, we've talked about the different influence of rappers, um, how it's more important for a celebrity versus athlete now. Um, we've talked about all the YouTubers. We talked we've talked about everything. So right now, you know, when it comes to doing the show and when other people do their show, it, it has to be current events. You know, it's not. And it's really hard. What's unique about us is, is our opinions and in-depth conversation that we can get into about a topic that might seem minute on the surface, but we can dig deep, a little deeper into it. And somebody hit me in the DMs. I'm assuming a new listener because they asked us, how do we feel or do we feel that entertainers, rappers, actors, whatever, are the leading influence to sneakers? Um, in the community over athletes. I mean, yeah, over athletes. Which is something we've talked about ad nauseum many, 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 many times years ago. Um, and yes, of course, 100% fact, entertainers, rappers, whatever, have way more influence on the sneaker community than athletes do. Back in the day, me showing classic sneakers like now Gary Payton, stuff like that, those were our sneakers we wore. Jordans were your shoes. Like, it wasn't like, if you were lucky, if you were fortunate, and I, I'm, I was one of the fortunate ones, where like, if you had two pair of Jordans, you know, you had the one that was like, you hooped in your high school games, or like you wore every single day, and then you had that, that, that fresh clean pair, but whatever. And this is back in the day when the Jordans came out in two, three colors, maybe. You had a home, away, maybe an all-star, 
maybe just a random, you know, whatever, uh, North Carolina colorway. And that's what, that's what it used to be. It used to be a home, it used to be an away, it used to be a North Carolina colorway to some extent. Not every single model, but most of them had a North Carolina colorway. And then you might get an all-star game. Four! It'll be four! That was it! Um, buying sneakers now, we're not buying basketball sneakers. Now, we still have Infinity for Jordans and Nike and Adidas and everybody else. They still know how to make that urge happen. They still know they throw some, yo, you know, this has been lacking, throw some crazy suede on it. It'll get people moving again. Um, like I think about Flight Net 3s. It's crazy how Flight Net 3s were like, like the stuff. And then when they dropped, we got them in hand, we were like, mm, like, mm. you know, really in Flight Net 3s. You know, it's like Flight Net put on top of leather 3s. Um, but, you know, a lot of times you really couldn't describe, and somebody might have already have. I don't know. Maybe we have. I don't know. But it made me think. And I'm talking to this guy in DMs. And sorry, I can't remember who it was or whatever. We were talking. And he was like, why? He said, why do I think rappers or entertainers or whatever, the ones that lead the charge and not the athletes anymore? And like, it just kind of clicked with me. And this is my own personal opinion. And I don't know. But you know what it is? It's a lot easier to look like a rapper and be not actually become a rapper but be this person than it is to be the athlete now let's go back years 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 decades many years ago when the campaign was for Gatorade I want to be like Mike like this is an era of where and I don't know that now. I'm not in tune with the, the latest basketball scene. Like, anything I know basketball-wise, <clears throat> everything I know basketball-wise is corruption, AAU, and kids being looked at in sixth grade. Back when we were younger, nobody was being looked at in sixth grade. It was rare, okay, that they were looking at sixth, seventh. It was rare, okay? Like, you didn't get looks until you were in high school, and that's it. All right, junior college, high school. That was it. I could be wrong, but that was it. Um, so back then, you all had this ambition. This is when, you know, we all played sports. We all wanted to do this. So we had this ambition of we, everybody wanted to go to the NBA or football or something at one point. I remember buying sneakers. And if you were a sneakerhead and you were OG sneakerhead and you don't agree with this, you a lie. All right, you're a liar if you don't agree with this. I remember buying specific sneakers for specific people, and when I wore them to play in sports, it made me think or feel like I can do what their specialty was. My Rodmans. I remember playing hooping in my Rodmans. I was out there trying so hard to get rebounds, it wasn't even funny. <laughs> like, it was like, I got Rodmans. These joints are dope. Yo, I'm only, I'm out there grabbing rebounds with one hand. I'm out there diving on the concrete on recess and stuff. Like, because that was when you got that sneaker. Ooh, you felt like it. Like, you felt like, dang, I got Rodman's. I'm about to do this. I remember getting Emmett Smith's. So there's a forgotten pair of Emmett Smith's that a lot of people probably have never seen. And they were preseason ones. I can't remember the models called, but the Velcro came across the tongue. I'm sorry, across the laces. 
just one Velcro strap came across to the outside and had a silver 22 on it. I got them at Cham Sports back in the day, uh, sixth grade. Cham Sports. I, I, and I, I played basketball a lot. I went, I got MSMS. Yo, yo, let's get that football game cracking off. I'm out there in the football field, out there running my mind. Like, I'm out there running like I'm Emmett Smith. Like, I felt like I was Emmett Smith. I got these joints. Dion's? Come on, bro. Don't tell me you didn't get a pair of uh, Diamond Turfs or Dion's and then think you were Dion Sanders. You out there getting interceptions. You out there running faster. You out there dancing. You out there being flashy. Don't tell me that didn't happen with you. Don't tell me you didn't get a pair of Jordans and try to shoot that fadeaway. Don't tell me that. Don't tell me you didn't back down <laughs> the shimmy fade away don't tell me you didn't do that that's facts don't tell me you didn't get iversons and was out there doing crossovers like you lost your mind like the only move you knew was a crossover if you bought iversons you were out there trying to do crossovers you were out there trying to do crossovers you outside playing by yourself facts can't do that anymore a lot of people I've come to the realization that and the understanding that athletes are anomalies. Like, these are almost superhumans. Like, we're talking about people that, like, when, when you're watching basketball and the commentators are like, oh, yeah, he's only 6'3". Only 6'3"? Like, yo, 6'3 ain't nothing to scoff at. Like, that's how you know you're dealing with something <laughs> different, okay? When 6'3", is the, when they're like, well, he's more like 6'1". 6'1 isn't like, you know, out of control, but 6'1 is still 6'1". Like, let's not get crazy. We can't look like that. And we can't play like that. Like, that's what's changed. Like, we've subconsciously even the youth the younger people we've realized and appreciate the athlete a lot more like you look at a saquon barkley you're like jesus christ you look at you know uh a joel Embiid. like none of us are thinking we can go buy the under armor joel Embiid shoes and we're gonna hoop like him joel Embiid's seven plus feet tall we can't look like him. We can't play like him. That would be all in a thing of our imaginations. Now, with age, whether you're age or not, young, a certain age or not, you can look like rapper. You can look like actor, entertainer. Rapper, act. let me explain something. Rappers, a lot of these rappers and R&B singers, these cats are tall as me. I remember running into Ludacris. I was like, wait a minute, what? Like, Ludacris might be 5'6". Might be. Okay? You got people like Kevin Hart, who was one of the biggest, most paid actors, comedians in the history of entertainment. Kevin Hart, like, 5'3". All right? Me and him are probably the same, high, same height. Like, so I can look like him. I can go get the tattoos and stuff. Yo, he got an off-white jacket? Oh, I could go get an off-white jacket. I can't look seven feet tall, and I can't bust fadeaways, and I can't dunk on everybody. But I can learn. I can. I have access to all his music. I can learn all his lyrics. I can wear his jacket. I could. Oh, yo, yo. Quavo got those joints on? Let me get the. Yo, the OVO sweatshirts are dropped? I can go get the same sweatshirt Drake is wearing. That's why 
they have a bigger influence than athletes. And athletes and 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 the athletes are influenced by the rappers now. Like that's one hundred percent fact. I remember when you know. I mean, there was obviously rappers back then. I remember Dion and everybody had their own style. Dion, Jordan, Barkley, and all them, they had their own style. Now, looking back at it now, it was trash. But they had their own swag. They had their own style. Now, all of them are trying to look like the rappers. And this is the thing. We can look like the rappers and the entertainer. Drake don't be dressed in nothing special. You see Pusha T wearing an Adidas tracksuit, jumpsuit, or some King Push? can go get that right now. I got King Push. Can go get me a track jacket and some pants. Yo, he got on a, a Gucci jacket. Some of us can go buy a Gucci jacket. Yo, he got on this, uh, uh, you know, he got on the, the 720s. He got Weatherspoons on. He got this on. Yo, I can go cop some of those. I can now look like him. I could never look like him or play him or be him. I can rap all his lyrics in the car. He's accessible. I can go get tattoos on me. I can go get tattoos on my face, body. I can grow my hair out, get dressed. I can look like him. So it's easier for me to follow his lead than it is to follow the athlete lead. It just is. And plus, you know, obviously our clothes have changed dramatically over time. And sneakers within themselves just have not aged well when it comes to fashion. Um, so that's just my take. That this isn't nothing like, you know, cement, you know, this isn't, you know, whatever. It's just me looking at it a different way and saying, huh, you know what? I think that's why it is the way it is. You see a lot of these young, no matter what the race is at the sneaker events, they all got on antisocial stuff and, and slim jeans and, and the sneakers and whatever. You see cats with dreads. Like, it's easier to look like. You're gonna be. You can find yourself dressed like Drake a lot easier than you can find yourself out here dunking and and looking like Carl Anthony Towns. That's just fact. Uh, well, no, no. Let me take it back. That's how I feel. That's my opinion. So, um, I'm trying to think. If there's anything else I want to talk about? Uh, I'm not sure. I just want to make sure I get an episode out to you guys. And I apologize for being late. You know, it's spring break for my kids, and I have been mad under the weather. Everybody that listens, they know I get sick all the time. Plus, my computer has been tripping. Like, I took it to Apple, well, Apple authorized place. And, you know, of course, you take it there, and they're like, yo, it's perfectly fine. Nothing wrong with it. Then I bring it home, and it's trash. So, I've been having mad issues with my laptop. And it's one of those things where it's like, I don't want to take it somewhere and they say it's 900 bucks. The, lab, the laptop is 1500 Why on earth would I pay 900 bucks to fix it? That's one. Two, these same places sell like refurbished ones for like 1100 with like lifetime warranty. Why on earth would I pay 900 to fix this one versus paying 1100 and you guys will fix it every single time it breaks? Anyways, uh, shout out to um, Dynasty TV. Um, on IG at Dynasty TV underscore. That's the homie. Um, we appreciate him. He always posts the podcast and, and that he's checking it out or whatever. Uh, he tagged me on, I don't know what site it was, Nice Kicks maybe. I don't know what it was, but he tagged me on the, I guess, the first pictures of, they call it the, the Richard Hamilton PE. 
I don't know what makes it Richard Hamilton. If it doesn't have a number on it or a logo on it, it ain't a PE to me. I don't care what color it is. Like the Bucks, the Milwaukee Bucks sevens that are dropping on the inside of the shoe, it says Ray on it. That's a PE. If you just drop in the white, red Jordan 14s, don't don't call it the, the PE if it's not anything different about it that, that says this is a Rip Hamilton PE. But like I said, shout out to Dynasty TV, tag me in the pictures. Let me explain something to you, okay? And, and maybe I've never done this before, and I've always said this about Jordan 14s. Jordan 14s, to me, are a top five Jordan of all time. And there are some people that, like, thought about it and, like, man, I think it might be. And there's some that haven't. And I'm not trying to convince you otherwise. What I am going to do is break down my reasoning why um, I've come to that for myself. And this is just based off everything. I, I have this written down. Okay. Like, I was like, you know, let me write down one through four. Let's backtrack just a little bit. Everybody's, nobody's top five should include any Jordan after 14. Period. All right. Now, if you want to have some underrated lists or some, you know, you know, slept ons, you want to go beyond 14. Cool. Yes, I know Jordan played in 15s with the Wizards and stuff like that. Whatever. No. Okay. Like, nothing. And there are some, there are some 16s, I think. The strap, the, the shroud that comes off, love 16s. But they're not in the top five Jordans of all time. And I think it's disrespectful to put them in the top 10 if you wanted to do something like that. But top five Jordans of all time. Let's just break this down of reason. And I, I'm breaking this down for me to get to, to where you might have to think if 14 is included in your top five. So I'm going to start somewhere completely different. I'm not going to go from one to 14. I'm going to start at seven, eight, nine, ten. Seven, I like seven Jordans. Okay, Jordan sevens are a great sneaker. We had said episode. 10 something that they would eventually come out with a Jordan 7 low said this a long time ago um Jordan 7s they're very similar to Jordan 6 in like the frame of the shoe uh the, how it feels on your foot how it's set up they're very similar it's a little bit more comfortable than a Jordan 6 I believe um but the Jordan 7 is one of the most forgotten Jordans of all time there are Jordans that have specific colorways that are so great that you can't you, you can't focus on any other aspect of the shoe. Um, I hope that makes sense. Like that's how I feel about the Kobe line. We love a specific Kobe so much that we act like every Kobe is fire. It's not true. A lot of people do that with Jordans. A lot of people love the, I'm calling it the black-white Jordan 9. I'm not, that Space Jam Jordan 9 nonsense, cut it out. The first colorway, black, whatever it is. People love that one so much that they think Jordan 9s are fire. No, 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 no. You like Jordan 9s, but overall it's not. So, I'm just going to, Jordan 7, 8, 9, and 10. 
for me personally, and I feel a lot of people should really think about it, and I've said this before, if they never made or retroed another, actually, you know what, for sevens, you, you got to drop a Bordeaux again, and maybe a Cardinal, and maybe an Olympic. Those are the three sevens that, the only sevens that matter. Don't tell me about no, nothing else. Those are the only Jordan sevens that matter. Olympic, Cardinal, Bordeaux. That's it. Raptor sevens and all that, they had their little time. That's cool, but no. No one cares about this stuff. French blues, none of that anymore, okay? Eights, aquas, playoffs, maybe. Tens, I mean, nines, olives, you know, black. Tens, double nickels, whatever. If they never dropped, and this goes for Bordeaux and Olympics, and all that, if they never dropped another seven, never dropped a seven, eight, nine, ten again, None of us would, it would, none of us would miss them. That's how I'll put it. Like, no one would be like, yo, fam, where's the 10s at? Yo, yo, can I get a, can I get an 8? No one's going to miss them. You can still appreciate them, but if you're releasing Fire and all the other models, nobody is going to miss those. They're not. They're, They're just not. They just, they recently released a Jordan 7 Low. An abomination, okay? It's dis- It's so trash, it's not even funny. It doesn't even look like a basketball sneaker. <coughs> it looks like a weird house shoe. 7, 8, 9, 10. I'm taking those out, period. So, eliminating 7, 8, 9, 10, you got 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 11, 12, 13, 14 left. Now, I am building my top 5 Jordans for you on this podcast as we speak. Okay, so probably on the screen, I might have all 14 sneakers and a X, 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 X over 7, 8, 9, 10. Okay, let's go to one. We'll go back to one. Jordan 1, Jordan 1 right now is considered still one of the most wearable sneakers, period. It's definitely the most wearable Jordan, period. You have your breads, your shadows. A lot of the Jordan 1s, the, 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 the what solidified Jordan 1 as being, it is what it is, is, is everything they've done after the original colorways. And I'll talk about that with other models where that's where, what did them in. Jordan 1s, you got your breads, you got your Chicago's, your black toes, you have your, um, I forgot what the blues were called, but the blues, you've had um, uh, shadows, and so forth and so on. You know, you've had other like Celtics, you know, things like that. All the years now, and Jordan 1 came out in, what, 86? Ever since then, Jordan 1s have still creating some of the best-looking colorways, using great materials. People have uh, added their own spin to them with collaborations. Jordan 1s are still out here keeping you very, very, very interested. That's very important. So Jordan 1 is going to be in the top five. Jordan 1 should be in everybody's top five. Even if you don't buy them or have never had them, you you got to respect the work that's put into them and the work that's put into making to keep us interested in them. In hindsight, we really don't need any more Jordan 1s, but they just keep surprising us with great stuff. 
I mean, come on. You got shattered backboards, and then they did a reverse shattered backboard. Now they're about to do a something else backboard. And we still want it. Like, they're using the same three colors, and they just uh, 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 flipping around. I mean, goodness, I want bread toes. Like, it's, it's essentially a Chicago one with a red toe. Jordan 2s? Absolutely not. I will say this about a Jordan 2. A Jordan 2 is very disrespected. Okay. A Jordan 2 is a sneaker that has been disrespected forever. It is a dramatic change from the 1 because the 1 was so minimal in a way. And then the Jordan 2 went really bulky. Um, and, and, and let me tell you something. I don't care for Don C if you consider him a designer. Nothing against him. Don C made chose some fire materials and some great colorways that sort of like made the Jordan 2 back a little bit to a certain extent. So the Jordan 2 has potential, but there's absolutely no way a Jordan 2 should be in anybody's top five. I don't even know if it's possible for it to be in anybody's top five. Jordan 3, Jordan 4. I'm going to go to Jordan 4 first. Jordan 4, I think... I think Jordan 4 is secretly everybody's favorite Jordan of all time. Even though you'll say, yo, 11's are my favorite of all time. I think Jordan 4 is... The model itself is... It's something about it. I, I can't... I honestly can't put my finger on it. Because it's, it's constructed really well. And it's nothing super duper special about it, but it's something about the shape. It's something about the Nike Air on the back, the cement. It's something about the tongue. You know, it, it's just something about it that I can't describe. Um, I will say Jordan 4 had the potential to be ruined, though. Uh, it's released a lot of bad models, you know. Before it started releasing the Nike on the back, you know, the, the really getting back into the essence, it's released a lot of bad models. And there have been a lot of collaborations of the Jordan 4 that just really didn't pan out to be uh, much, you know, to anybody. You know, you have Pinnacles and the all patent leather joints. I don't know if those are Pinnacles as well, but there were some that was like, Jordan 4 is looking kind of crazy out here. It's a good thing that the the black reds or whatever you want to call them bread fours are coming out this year um because we, we need it like that's a, a sneaker that's needed right now it's like okay yo we need to get back to the essence like i think it's going to have a bigger impact than the black three did the black cement three did last year um it's just needed so i, I feel like everybody would have the jordan four in their top five Jordan 3. Jordan 3 is a sneaker that I put in that category of possibly ruined itself. I love Jordan 3s on everybody else except myself. But there was a large block and a long period of time where Jordan 3s had got kind of out of hand with colors and stuff. I'm talking crimsons. There was some all elephant print. We had Jokers, we had like Sport Blues, we had All Whites, then we had, um, jeez, what else? Like there was a period in time where DB3s, where we started saying, was the greatest three of all time. 
That's a 100% fact. Like, it was such a long stretch from a great, you know, white, you know, cement and a black cement that we started saying DB3s are the greatest Jordan 3 of all time. A lot of people were saying it. <coughs> Some of you might disagree, but a lot of people were saying that at one point. Threes were dropping left and right, you know, with ridiculous colors and stuff like that. Um, some of the colors we asked for, you know, we all asked for like a Jordan with blue. I think we've learned our lesson with Royal Blue. Royal Blue is just something we wanted between eighth grade and college. And once they started putting Royal Blue on Jordans, we were like, you know what? These suck. Like, we won't give us red back. Um, but Jordan 3s, you know, they have a certain history to them. I mean, he won the dunk contest in them, but he really he didn't win a championship in them. You know, and low-key Jordan 3s could be considered overrated as well. But I think the vast majority would have a 3 in the top 5. So I'm going to assume that would be in there. I'm putting Jordan 3 in my top 5. So for my personal top 5, I got 1, 3, and 4 so far. Okay? Jordan 5s. Jordan 5s is a Jordan that didn't age well at all. Okay? I have never been a huge Jordan 5 fan. I've had them all. Metallics, Fire Red. I still got Fire Reds. One of these are Black Reds, Fire Red right here. Air Jordan 5, Retro. Just says Fire Red. It says White, Fire Red, Black. Um... Jordan 5s, everyone had the affinity of them based off of television. Fresh Prince. The Jordan 5 has always been a boot. Like, it's always been a boot-style shoe. Now, we did love them at one point because, as I said before, early in this podcast, there was a point where basketball sneakers were our sneakers. They were our shoes. I don't mean our sneakers. I don't mean, like, now. Now we might have a pair of Jordan 5s, but we're wearing an Air Max. No, no, no. The Jordan 5 was, go get your shoes on, we're leaving. You put your Jordan 5s on. That was your shoe for the summer, or your back-to-school shoe, whatever it was. Um, Jordan 5s, they didn't age well. They just didn't. Like They definitely don't go with any of our styles right now, clothing-wise. Jeans right now, the way they fit, are ridiculously slimmer and different than... Uh, when you wear a Jordan 3 or you wear something else, like a Jordan 5 is too high, it's too bulky. Now, I will say that, and you know what? When I saw Jordan 5 sitting after they retroed them, and now the, the sole was a little tinted blue, but when they retroed it and the Nike Air in the back and then joined sat and sat and sat and sat and went to the outlet, I was like, oh yeah, people have done with Jordan 5s. Jordan 5s are officially done. They've been abandoned. Unless it's something special, you know, Paris or whatever they might drop that people still feel the need to buy. Um, Jordan 5s, to me, are done, you know. Now, they drop a Tokyo 5 or an Olive 5 or bring back Burgundy 5s, okay. They'll get copped. But as of right now, Jordan 5s are done. Like, they're just done. So Jordan 5s definitely aren't in mind. Jordan 6. Jordan 6 to me is my personal Favorite Jordan of all time. Okay? And now I'm starting to rethink it. 
I think I had such an infinity to the black infrared six that I dubbed the shoe itself my favorite Jordan of all time. Outside of black infrared, maroons, I guess white infrared, sport blues, that's it. Once you start leaving the OG colorways of a Jordan 6, it has been a downward spiral. Yes, the DMP pack had the black and gold ones. Those were fire. Yes, it was basically a black infrared, but the infrared was replaced with gold. Relax. Okay. But everything since then, and I think this last release with the social status, I think social status, social status, whatever it is, that release during All-Star Weekend with the hair, that was it. That was when I was like, you know what? I might have to put the Jordan 6 in the casket. Like, I might have to put it in the casket. But, Jordan won his first championship in the Jordan 6. My infinity for the Jordan 6 is still pretty high. I watched that finals Bulls-Lakers in L.A. thinking the Lakers are going to win. I didn't know much about Michael Jordan. I was watching the Lakers, and I watched one of the most amazing players ever, and I was hooked ever since then. Um, so, as of right now, I would have the Jordan 6 in my top five so as of right now i got one three four and six and i hope this conversation is you know you guys listen to this you're not born jordan 11 jordan 11 is the most iconic jordan of all time jordan 11 is the most iconic sneaker of all time sneaker of all time of all sneakers the jordan 11 concord is the most iconic sneaker ever over every sneaker ever. I can't stress this enough. It's the most iconic sneaker over every single sneaker that's ever released in the world. Everybody can recognize and identify a Concord 11, period. When the Concord 11 first retroed, I remember my mom and aunts and people saying, Oh, I remember those. Everybody remembered those. Whether you had them or not growing up. If you saw somebody walking or from school or taking the bus, your mom them saw them walk, look at them shoes. Them is ugly. The Jordan 11 is the most iconic sneaker of all time. And it should be in everybody's top five Jordans of all time. Now, this is what we get down to it. I already got my four in here. I got one, three, four, and six. Sorry, I got... Oh, you know what? I got one, three, four, and I have six and 11. That's five right there. Now, I'm going to tell you why I'm going to end up taking out one for the 14, okay? So, Jordan 3s for me personally. I can't wear them. Okay, they've never looked good on me. They look good on everybody else, but I love the shoe. Like, I love the way Jordan 3 looks. It's an awful shoe to me, though. Cracks immediately. Jordan 3s don't crack when, you know, after time. They crack that day you wear them. So the Jordan 3 is going to come out of my top. Now I'm down to I got 12, 13, 14. Boom. 12, I'm sorry. Jordan 12 is one of the most overrated Jordans of all time. Jordan 12 has one of the most iconic moments in sports history, the flu game or hungover game, whatever. 
hangover game, whatever. Um, Jordan 12 probably has the best Michael Jordan commercial of all time. I think it was called Moments, Frozen Moments, I believe, with the Taxi 12. Um, but the Jordan 12, to me, that is the epitome of a boot. So that is definitely not on my list. Uh, and Jordan 13, Jordan 14, I feel like the Jordan 13 is, Jordan 13 is very disrespected. Um, I love the Jordan 13. Majority of us as sneakerheads, we're waiting on Flint 13s. That's what we want again. And I think that might be the only one we really care about. You know, once he got games dropped again and they sat, and I think Bread's dropped again and they sat, we didn't care. Jordan Lowe's, we really didn't care for Jordan Lowe's when they dropped again. Now, the Jordan Lowe did make a pretty decent low for itself, um, but we didn't care about it enough to move anything. All of 13s that came out recently, one of the best 13s in a very, very long time, and nobody hate, nobody liked them. Like, I got those for 86 bucks. Uh, shout out to the homie um, uh, A. Mills, you know, out of Florida, you know. That's the homie, you know. He picked up the Carmelo Anthony High School joints for like a hundred bucks. Like, that's cheap. And, and 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 you know, just going back on that real quick. When it comes to stuff that like, and this is for me personally, I speak it for George. When it comes to something like trash, you know, something that's trash and fire, price plays a big part subconsciously in what's trash. And I've learned that after buying React eighty sevens. I'm sorry. I am still angry at the fact that React 87s cost as much as they do for the shoe that you get. It is insane. Now, Jordan 13s are much more better quality than a React 87. But, a Olive 13 looks a lot better at $100 than it does like $180. $180 will make you call something trash. A hundred dollars will make you say, well, it's not too bad. It's all right. Just an observation, you know, when uh, the homie sent that picture of the high school Carmelo 13s he copped, he said, you know, I ain't a fan of but for this price, for this price, that's key. For this price means a lot in the sneaker community. Um, Jordan 13s, like I said, I love Jordan 13s. I think they're disrespected a little bit. Um, I think that some of the colorways and stuff have been kind of whack over the last few years. Um, but all we want is flints. When flints drop, mayhem. We're, we're all going to want flints. Uh, Jordan 14. Jordan 14, to me, I, I can't think of a bad colorway except cinder. And if you guys don't know what the cinder one is, it was like brown, I believe. And I think I'm getting that right. Chutney, maybe the cinder. Not the chutney yellow lows, but like it was like a brown one. Um, where the the little wing pieces on the side and stuff were brown. It was a white majority shoe, but that was whack. All other Jordan black toes, uh, breads, black reds, whatever you want to call them, uh, pine greens, linens for women, all the lows, the Laney lows, the Carolina lows, are all fire. The Jordan low fourteen. I think Jordan 1 lows are the best Jordan lows of all time, but I think the Jordan 14 low is pretty close second. Um, 11 lows aren't too bad. The shape is a little weird. And 13 lows, they okay. Jordan 5 lows, no. Jordan 6 lows, no. 
A Jordan 4 and a Jordan 3 low doesn't even exist. A Jordan 8 low, leave Earth. A Jordan 9 low, eh. A Jordan 10 low doesn't exist. And a Jordan, uh, a Jordan 7 low is one of the worst Jordans of all time. Jordan 14s, to me, are have a defining moment. The last shot. Last shot at the bull. That matters. The shoe itself is just, it's quality. I've never seen a bad 14 where I thought, this is cheap. Never. I've never seen one. Um, I think the last release of the, the white reds were, the leather was a little weird, but it is what, it, it, was, it wasn't that bad. That's why I have Jordan 14s. Jordan, Jordan 14s, 14s to me are still wearable. I wear Jordan 14s still. Are they the most comfortable shoe? No. Shoes to hoop in? I don't know. I haven't hooped in a 14 in probably about 15 years. But there are some that's where I buy them. That's why Jordan 14s are in my top five. I don't think that there's a weak link in the entire... I mean, that, that brown one, that came out in like... I don't even know what year. So I don't even count that. I don't think there's a weak, a weak colorway or a weak link in the Jordan 14 line. The Jordan 14 has great materials on it. A combination of suede and leather. The color blocking is fire, and the details on it is dope. Like, it's one of those shoes where, like, they modeled it after Ferrari. It looks like a Ferrari. Like, them joints are so perfect. Um, whether it has the ribs on the side or not. Actually, Wink Link and the 14 are Ferrari 14s. Ferrari 14s are awful. Um, I remember me and Ryan bought them, and we thought they were so fire. Ferrari 14s are whack. I don't care what anybody says you guys can sit around and wait for the yellow ferrari 14s if you want but them suck too uh so that's my top five my top five would include one four six eleven and fourteen uh that's all i got i mainly wanted to just make sure i got an episode out to you guys this week uh next week we got i think we're gonna have somebody on the podcast talking to be back with me and george I appreciate everybody who listens. I appreciate everybody who subscribes, likes, views, follow us. Um, I don't think there's anything else I wanted to mention. I think that's it. Uh, continue to like, follow, subscribe. Uh, hit us up in the DM. We always respond. We always talk to you. It might take us a couple of days if you know we get bombarded with a lot of stuff, but we appreciate it. Obviously, go to goat.com slash sneak this uh, for your sneaker needs. Um, we're working on a few other things, hopefully for this year. You know, I don't want to be that guy that's like, yo, 2019, this is our year. Damn. It might not be. It just might be a bunch more episodes, and then 2020 comes around. So I don't want to put that out the air, but I do want to let you guys know that we're working hard to try to do other things. Shirts are coming. T-shirts are coming. Like, it's done. Like, I finally found what I want to do. I like it. And it's something that we discuss on the show all the time. I think it's a great idea. I haven't seen anybody else doing this. So I love it. And I hope you guys love it. And I think you guys are definitely buying the support. I'm only going to make like maybe 24 of them. So once they get done and they get out there to be able to buy, they might get scooped up quick. Because I'm excited to have one of my own. Because I like this shoe. I, I, I'm not the shoe. I'm sorry. I like the shirt. and what. You'll see. Uh, there's nothing else I appreciate, but like I said, and I guess that's the sneak disc.